Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Holy smoke, back and better than ever. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Where do we begin to describe how busy we are today? We got one man, two letters dominating the discussion last night. All hail KD. And then within the last hour, not one, but two enormous breaking stories from the NBA. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, two huge breaking stories before we get into all the Kevin Durant conversation. And the news is good for us in that we have Zach Lowe coming up in 15 minutes. And hopefully that's good news for you, too, because we will have a lot to say about all of these stories. Let's start in the Western Conference where Kawhi Leonard is down and he may not get up. A play that didn't look that bad, but I remember doing it. We did it in the highlight on Get Up yesterday, that at the end of a night in which Kate, uh, Kawhi excuse me, and Paul George each scored 31 in a huge Game 4 win for the Clippers over Utah, and it looked like the Clippers really might be taking control of that series. It looked like this could be their chance to finally make it to the NBA Finals for the first time ever. Kawhi and Paul George just seemed to be clicking on all cylinders, and then late in a game in which they were ahead. I think the lead was 16 points at the time, something like that. I'm doing it from memory, but I was doing it in a highlight. He bumped knees with Joe Ingles, just running up the floor, and he clearly grabbed his knee in pain. He didn't leave the – he left the game, but he didn't leave the bench. He didn't go back and get treatment or get looked at or anything. He sat on the bench the rest of the game. And I believe he said afterwards, I'll be fine or I'm good or something like that. All this was in my highlight yesterday. And so I will admit I kind of forgot about it as we thought about this yesterday and talked about it. The idea that that knee injury would come back sort of slipped my mind. And then in the last hour, it came back and better than ever in a big way. Kawhi will miss tonight, according to Wendy and Ramona Shelburne, and could miss the remainder of this series. And I asked Jalen the question on TV today, but it's one of those where you just have to ask the question even though you already know the answer. I'll give you the answer. The Clippers have absolutely no chance of winning without him. None. There's no way they will win tonight without him. And if he does not come back for game six, they will not win that either. So Kawhi Leonard's injury, if indeed it is as bad as all the buzz I'm getting. Now, again, I've been on the air since this started. Hembo was sitting with me here and we have been finishing get up over the last hour reacting to this nonstop. But the sense I'm getting from everyone we've talked to and everyone that I'm hearing from and all the notes that I see flying around frantically, this is not good. I do not believe we see Kawhi Leonard tonight, and we know that we won't. I do not believe that we see him Friday, and as a consequence, I do not believe there is a Sunday. I believe Sunday we will see Phoenix at Utah, game one of the Western Conference Finals. Which brings us to that The other enormous breaking story, within the last hour, The Athletic reported at first, our Malika Andrews confirmed it. Chris Paul has gone into the COVID protocol. Chris Paul, CP3, has gone into the health and safety protocols due to COVID-19. We do not know any more than that at this point. Does it mean he has tested positive? Does it mean he was exposed? We don't know answers to those questions. Most importantly, we do not know whether or not he has been vaccinated which, of course, is a very sensitive subject inside and outside the world of sports. And it will go a long way towards determining the significance or the severity of his absence. 
which is to say that if he has been vaccinated, um, then it will uh, it will significantly decrease the amount of time that he has to be away unless he is actually tested positive. So this is a huge story here for a player whose career in the postseason has been star-crossed by one injury situation after another. Now, this is obviously unlike anything we've ever seen before because it's only about once a century that we have circumstances like these. But so those are the two stories that we get in the last hour. And when I would have told you it was completely impossible that we'd be talking about anything other than Kevin Durant this morning. Speaking of whom... This was Kevin Durant's greatest performance of his NBA career. Three ball, Durant, good from up top. Durant again, this time off the right angle. That's the approach I always take. Just let me do what I need to do with possession. Oh, my goodness. We posed yesterday. Could this be the biggest game KD has played since he left OKC? And he did us one better than that. He gave us a legacy-changing performance. That genuinely ranks with the greatest individual games I've ever seen anyone play in any sport. I do not think I'm overstating that. I do not believe this is hyperbole. And if that night leads to them winning the title, it will go down as one of the legendary nights in the history of the sport. LeBron had his game six. Kawhi had his game six. Michael had his flu game. Magic has the game where he jumped center. KD will have game five, June 15th, 2021, versus Milwaukee. 48 minutes. 49 points on 23 shots, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, shot 70% from the floor, 49 points on 23 shots. He had 31 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists with no turnovers in the second half. It is not overstating it to say that is one of the greatest performances of all time. So let's do some straight talk here brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. There is both an art and a science to analyzing this stuff, which is to say there's the beauty and the magic of it. That's the art. And then there are the numbers. That's the science. Let me give you both. Hambo, you're my VP in charge of the science. Give me advanced stats. The game score is a statistic that provides sort of a rough measure of a player's productivity for a single game by essentially putting their stat line, which you just provided, in a blender. And we can do that going back for about 35 years. The scale is sort of similar to that of points scored, meaning 40 is an outstanding game, 10 is an average game. Kevin Durant's game score last night was 50.4. That's third highest ever in a playoff game. Better than Michael Jordan ever had, better than LeBron James ever had. The only two players to ever have a higher game was Damian Lillard actually two weeks ago in his 55-point game and Charles Barkley in a 56-point game in 1994. Both of those games were first-round games. Wow. So so that that... The numbers suggest, the advanced analytics suggest that it is the third best, I mean, is that the right word? Yes. Best, most impactful mm-hmm. postseason performance that we've seen from a player in as long as we can track these numbers, which goes back 35 years. So it does not include Wilt or Russell or, I'm just doing the math in my head, even, I guess, Magic and Kareem in the early days or whatever. But it, it goes back through Michael and it goes back through Kobe and LeBron and everybody else. So that is the science of it. That's how good the numbers were. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Now to the art of it. Nuno, give me a basketball fan's assessment of what you saw last night. Well, 
I'll be honest, at halftime, I was ready to come in here and destroy him because I mm. felt like he needed to be more aggressive, right? I'm like, you can tell that Harden is struggling. He can't do anything on the court. And you're just like, going, it felt like he was going through the, mo- the motions and then he just does what he does. And I'm like, you have to bow. Like, this is probably the greatest individual game I've seen. When you say that, you mean from him? Well, what in in a spot like this where the chips are down, we've all a lot of people have questioned him based upon you know joining, uh, you know joining the Warriors, having the big three here, and like you know coming up short when he was with the Thunder and they were up against the Warriors. Like this was, I think, for me, one of those like you'll remember where you were. Uh, where you were watching this, mm. but I'll put a caveat. They still need to win this series yeah. and and win the title to be like, hey, remember that Kevin Durant game? Correct. I agree with you. I, I believe, I, I agree with everything you said. I believe it is a legacy reshaping performance that becomes indelible if it leads them to the finals. If he carries this team, he has to get through one more game because it's not enough just to do this once. LeBron James, that game six he played against the Celtics, what year was that, 11? Whatever year it was. Whatever year he had that game six against the Celtics, they were down 3-2 and he had to go to Boston and he played one of the greatest games of all time. That was a legacy reshaping game. We still talk about it. We still remember it. I still remember I still remember what the game looked like. I remember what it felt like watching it. That was the game you think of when you think of LeBron James. Michael, Michael Jordan, you could pick so many of them. The one thing Michael never really had I guess if you wanted to pick a game for Michael like that, it would be the shot. Mm. It would be over Elo because that was miss it and you lose, make it and you win elimination game. It was the first round, but Michael wasn't Michael yet. That one went a long way towards Michael becoming Michael. There are a lot of indelible performances. Magic jumping center in game six against, or against when Kareem was out as a rookie. Isaiah Thomas on one leg in game six of the final in 88 in a series, a game and a series in which his team would lose. I mean, we've seen legendarily individual performances. And I think this one goes with them. But I think Nuno was right. If they don't win the series, it doesn't mean you forget it. It doesn't mean it didn't mean anything. But it doesn't become a game you talk about for the rest of your life. And I think that's reasonable and that's fair. And that is the challenge they still have. And it will not be easy. Now, there's a lot of room for criticism to go along with the praise coming out of what we saw last night, and I want to dive into that coming up. You know, hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack, right? But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. When I'm talking about historical perspective, there's no one I enjoy doing that with more than Zach Lowe. So it could not have worked out better for us that he is scheduled to join us next. Do not miss that conversation. We are just getting started. My name's Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. GJNC and the NBA playoffs. You got a dude in Kevin Durant, and you don't have an answer for him. Well, if you put Giannis on him and you take away Kyrie, it just doesn't matter with that dude. Breaking it down until a champion is crowned. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. We're going all the way this morning here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The great Zach Lowe in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline on the busiest basketball morning of the year. But first, a reminder, you want to be your best, whether your best means being the best bingo player in the office or the best volleyball player on the planet. To do it, you're going to need some help, your teammate to tackle anything and everything. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. They're an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. It's the snack you need to keep your head in the game and your body energized. So whether you're going for the gold or another round of bingo, refuel with almonds. California almonds own your every day, every day. All right, I called this performance for KD last night legacy shaping, and I mean that because for all he has been, KD has frequently been defined for what he has not. Last night's game could go a long way toward changing that, and that's where I want to begin the conversation with my friend Zach Lowe, who's good enough to jump in with us for a few minutes here. Zach, you and I talked yesterday about what could potentially have been at stake for KD. Now seeing the way it played out with that virtuoso performance, what does it mean? Yeah, that was a... uh... Prescient, prescient conversation, Mr. Greenberg. Um, what does it mean? I, I don't even know. I'm still coming down off the high of just experiencing it and watching it. I mean, it, what it really means is this guy is who we thought he was, who he's been the whole time. And, yeah, he joined a, a stacked Warriors team. And, no, he didn't get, get the championship when he was in Oklahoma City before he left and, and all that. And does that did that cloud? people's appreciation for him maybe that's a little bit sad and a little bit his own doing but all of that gets shoved pretty far into the rear view because that was one of the greatest games anybody has ever played at any sport period 100 percent right i mean 49 points on 23 shots seth greenberg did a great uh, explanation of it on get up with us this morning when he said he didn't force anything like the entire game came to him which does bring me to the questions that exist 
about some of the strategies employed against him last night. I had a lot of people very critical on TV with me this morning, Zach. First of um, the lack of double teams and maybe more significantly of Giannis Antetokounmpo not being the one guarding Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter. Hembo, you have exact numbers on Giannis? Uh, according to the second spectrum, Giannis did not guard KD for a single half-court possession in the second half yesterday. So not a single one in the second half. And again, his numbers in that second half, what I have it right here. Again, in the second half, 31 points, zero turnovers. So, Zach, is that criticism fair? Uh, of course it is. And look... Um... Giannis has barely guarded KD the entire series, and and that's fine. We went through this last year with Jimmy Butler, and, of course, then he guarded Jimmy Butler the entire sweep this year. But Jimmy Butler is a different kind of player. You can go under screens. You can dare him to shoot. Giannis has never really taken an assignment like KD full-time. I think think he wouldn't be great at it given his skill set and Kevin Durant's skill set. But guess what? Nobody was great at it last night. Whatever you were doing, letting him walk in to pull up jumpers from all over the court, that's not great either. And so you can sit here and tell me the alternative is this, it's bad, that alternative is bad. The bottom line is this, you watch these other series, teams recognize there is no one scheme for a great player. So what do you do? You mix up six, seven, eight different schemes in the course of a quarter and a half just to try to keep them off balance precisely because you know one isn't going to work, and we saw one over and over and over again with rotating personnel here or there, and it just didn't work. The Low Post is his podcast. Zach Lowe is with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So, so Giannis, 34 points on 22 shots last night, 12 rebounds. I, I, I understand the criticism of him not taking on that defensive assignment. I think that the criticism of him not being more aggressive on the offensive end and the idea that, for whatever reason, no one seems to be able to get into his head that he should be taking the ball to the hole every single time he touches it. People keep pointing to that one possession last night, Zach, where James Harden waved away the defense in the block and Giannis took a, a fallaway jumper instead of just taking it around and obviously hobbled Harden. I feel like some of the criticism on the offensive side, even for a guy who was efficient last night, is as real as the criticism for the defense. Yeah, it's a little tougher because, like you said, he was efficient. And by the end of the game, Giannis posting up Jeff Green on the left block was the only reliable half-court offense they had. So it's a little tempting to go overboard. But the fact that he just can't shoot, I think, is is clearly a problem. And it wasn't just that possession against Harden. It was just the lack of of purpose to to 10, 12, you could pick possessions in the fourth quarter from the Bucks when – Presented with every option on the menu, they have players who say, you know what, I'll attack Kevin Durant one-on-one from 22 feet away on the baseline when Joe Harris is guarding Brooke Lopez, when matchup X is over here, when we have 18 on the shot clock and an opportunity to do 17 different things. No, I'll just do that. Oh, I hit the side of the backboard. Okay, next time, let's try that same thing. And No, 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 just do something else. And with James Harden, you know, a lot of people said last night, well, you got to give James Harden credit. He's He's been a great post defender for a long time. That's why the Rockets were able to switch so effectively. That's fine. There's no law that says you have to post him up one-on-one. He could barely move. Anybody who drove on him from the perimeter got right by him. Take him out to the perimeter, whoever it is. Find him. Take him out to the perimeter and drive right by him. He was a bad door the whole game because he can't move. 
That's exactly right. Zach Lowe, sensational with us here. And so that then does, uh, Embo and Nuno and I were making the point that this becomes the kind of game, the KD performance last night becomes the kind of game that we remember with the LeBron game six and the Jordan flu game and Magic Jumping Center and some of the other legendary games, if and only if they win the series. So the question is, can they? If this team, if, 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 if Harden can't give them more than that, and I don't think anyone thinks Kyrie is coming back, can they win one more? Well, that's what's so interesting, right, is this feels like death for the Bucks uh, on like a cosmic existential level. And then you look and say, okay, we're going home. We haven't lost a home game yet in this series. Our defense has been sensational essentially most of this series. They're hampered. James couldn't move, just played almost the whole game. KD played almost the whole game. The opposite side of the bracket, Embiid's playing on a bulky knee. Atlanta is young and ahead of schedule. The West has been thrown into complete chaos in the last two hours. If you're Milwaukee, you have to have the, the, the gumption, the, the guts inside you to dig out of this and say, hey, this, we're not dead. We still have a chance. And that's why I think it's so fascinating because, Greeny, I, if they have it in them, if this wasn't just a, snow, a soul-snatching loss, they absolutely can still win this series. It's hard to have faith in them, given how they looked last night. And, and certainly winning two in a row, even against just Durant, basically, seems a tall order, given how they played last night. But you, you've got to dig deep and be optimistic because there is a roadmap there. Absolutely. I, I'm with you. I, I don't think that one, the, the story has not been written, but we are getting the drama that we so desperately wanted. Zach mentioned the West Conference being thrown into um, a, a, a tizzy, if you will, over the last little while. I have a few minutes left with Zach here, so let me get your takes on those. Kawhi Leonard will not play tonight in Game 5 for the Clippers against the Jazz, and I, I, the sense I'm getting is they believe he won't be able to come back and play in this series no matter how long it goes. What chance do you give them of, of winning without him? Ooh, 33 and a third, maybe a little less than that. I mean, the thing about a guy like Kawhi is not only is he one of the five or six best players in the NBA, as opposed to someone like Mike Conley, who's maybe the 25th best player in the NBA, but the Jazz, when they lose a guy, they can lean on a system, right? They can lean on a, this is, a, this is how we play. We have our sets. We have our ball movement. We have our reads. The Clippers system is kind of their stars. And when you take the stars away, I just don't know where they pivot from in there. Now, they still have one in Paul George that is capable of playing 46, 47 minutes, but he's not on Kawhi's level. And so they, I just don't know what they fall back on without their best player. So it's really hard for me if he doesn't play this series. It's hard for me to see them winning two out of three, including one in Utah. Me too. And, and then the other one is the Chris Paul news. Again, for anyone just joining us, Chris Paul is in the league's health and safety protocol now, basically the COVID protocol. Um, we don't know any more than that. At least I don't uh, at this point uh, here, uh, Zach, as far as what exactly it is that has landed him there. And maybe most importantly, whether or not he is vaccinated, which will go a long way toward determining how much time, if any, he winds up missing as far as games. The soonest they could play is Sunday. Uh, if, if the other series goes seven, then game one would be Tuesday. What is your reaction to the Chris Paul news? Um, I'm digging on it just like everyone else. And what I would say is um, we, this is one where this is sensitive medical information. We're going to get answers one way or another, even if we have to deduce them and they're not explicitly said for us to questions like, is he vaccinated? What exactly happened here? But let's wait for the answers because the playoffs started. It feels like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. The playoffs started with panic about LeBron James being in the health and safety protocols and everyone jumped to conclusions and he's going to be out and how many games is he going to miss. It turned out he missed 
zero games. So let's just wait and see what the facts are. We're going to figure them out one way or another. But there are scenarios in which this isn't as damaging as that sort of first punch in the face seems to make it. So let's, we're all digging on it. We're going to get answers. But let's just sort of hope and pause for the, for the best. All right. I think that's exactly the right way to put it. And that's a perfect way to leave it. The Low Post podcast is the very best. He is Zach Lowe, always there when we need him. Thanks a million, Zach. Thanks, Brunel. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you later. I, I, there's no one I like talking about historical perspective in basketball more than him. Him and Bob Ryan. He's like this generation's Bob Ryan as far as that stuff. Greeny with you presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. I'm looking over at you with a, with a, a wry smile on your face there, Mr. Hembo, Why who is, is my vice president of gambling. What does Las Vegas say about the Kawhi injury? Uh, yeah, Vegas reacting this morning. The Jazz have gone from being a two-point favorite to a seven-point favorite in tonight's game uh, after the Kawhi Leonard uh, news was released. Does that, does that line surprise you at all? I mean, look, I, I'm your typical overreact. I'm mm-hmm. a professional overreactor. So to me, the absence of Kawhi goes from the Clippers might win to the Clippers have no chance to win. So what's the right number for you? Nine uh, and a half? I, I mean, look, could I see the Clippers playing a tough game against them? Sure. So what did you say it is? Seven? Seven. I would give it. Yeah. I would too. give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. Speaking of lines, though, we we already have a game six line for. Did they Nets. say they took? Did they took? Did they take the rest of the series off the board? What else? I, I just yes. want to hear that stuff. Sure, sure. So the Clippers Jazz series is off the board, as is title uh, betting on the championship and betting on the Western Conference as they sort all this hell stuff out. As far as the East goes, when you say betting on the championship, yes, you could still bet on the Bucks to win the championships, just not the West teams, or all betting on the championship. All betting on the championship is off the board until we get more information. I got it. Okay, that's interesting. So this stuff has enormous impact out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, the Kawhi news, just can't, you, can't, you can't overstate it. You just can't. Zach said it so well. That's why he's so good. Their system is their stars. They don't do anything. <laughs> they have those two guys, and, and they try and beat you with those two guys and role players, which, is, by the way, it's not a criticism. That's a, uh, it's a tale as old as time. It's a, it's a tested formula, true, uh, and it has worked forever in the NBA. But So without him, they have, in my view, no chance. Now you were going to get me to the Nets. Yes, and the Nets are a five-and-a-half-point game six underdog right. in Milwaukee. That's not enough. No. The Bucks are going to win that game by 100. <laughs> <laughs> the, Bucks, the Bucks are going to win that game by 100. Here, here's, here's how I'm envisioning this. Durant played 48 minutes last night. Harden played 46. Nuno, tell me what you think of this plan. You're going to put the rant out there to start the game. I don't even think Harden plays. I think Harden, you rest him. I hate load management. You know I hate load management. But we're in the playoffs now. You need to win one of two games. Don't act like you need to win two of two games. Let's start with some obvious questions. When you're the Brooklyn Nets, if there's one game being played in Brooklyn and one game being played in Milwaukee, Nuno, which one do you have a better chance of winning? Uh, Brooklyn. Could they, okay, so there's, there's one thing leading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Two, Kevin Durant just played 48 minutes last night. You got a quick turnaround with travel. Do you have a better chance of getting that performance that you got from him last night? You need it again. Do you have a better chance of getting that performance from him in game six or in game seven? Game seven. Correct, especially if you don't use him up in game six. I never would, listen, I'm not using the words load management. That's not what you're doing. What you are is you're treating that game for what it is, which is house money. So I'm going to use a baseball analogy, Hembo, which you'll appreciate. 
It drives me crazy when baseball teams bring a pitcher back on short rest in a series in which they are not facing elimination. Mm. Which is to say, don't act like you need to win three games if you only need to win two. I remember having this conversation a million years ago, and Mike and Mike, what series were we talking about? I don't remember now. It's such a long time ago. But they brought a pitcher back up 3-2 in the World Series on short rest. And I yelled and screamed about it. I said, don't act like you need to win five games to win the series. You only need to win four. Give yourself your best chance to win one. The Nets need to win one. Last night, last night's win gives them the luxury of treating game six for what it is, which is house money. The Bucks are going home. That crowd is going to be insane. Giannis is going to be motivated. Those guys are going to be playing with their hair on fire. The Nets are going to get blown out in game six. What you do is you don't, you don't take any chance that Harden, you want to get whatever the maximum amount you can get from Harden, you're going to get on Saturday. Whatever the maximum amount you're going to get from Durant, you're going to get on Saturday. Any chance you have of Kyrie, which at this point I think is none, you save that for Saturday. This is a great night for the role players. <laughs> get, get, used, get ready to see a whole lot of Landry Shamit <laughs> tomorrow night because you are not going to get, in my opinion, you're not going to get. Then Steve Nash, see, this is the thing. Nash being the coach, he knows that. Mm. Like Nash, was the, that would have been him. They would have been resting Nash and Amari in Phoenix, you know, once upon a time. Yeah, Granny, did you see the tweet from uh, Reggie Miller last night? No, what did he tweet? So he tweeted out, I'm just going to throw this out there to see what the response will be. But if you're Steve Nash and the Nets, would you sit James Harden and Durant in game six because of the heavy minutes and push all your chips to the center of the table for game seven? Okay, well, that, see, that's, that's why Reggie Miller is so smart because that's exactly what I'm thinking. Now, I think it doesn't look good if you – if you rest Durant. No. It doesn't look right if you don't play him. Like, that just is you, just bad you form. You can't throw a playoff game. You can't. You, 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 it's, it's not throwing it. It's, it's recognizing it for what it is. I mean, look, you start the game, I guess. If, mm-hmm. I don't, look, I'm not a doctor. So, I don't know from a hamstring perspective if playing Harden at the beginning, whatever it is you have to do to have Harden as ready as he can be Saturday, you do. Kyrie, forget. I don't think he's even in the discussion. You start the game. If you're in it at halftime, then yeah, of course, you try to win it. You can end the series. That obviously is better than not. But if the onslaught that I'm expecting comes, you just accept it. And you accept the fact that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna lose a battle here and we're going to win a war. That, that, that is, I believe, what they should do and, frankly, what I believe they will do. So did you say it was five and a half? Five and a half. Give the point. I'm, this one I've got. This one I've got. Milwaukee is going to win that game 196 to 4. That is going to be, that's my prediction on the final score. The Bucs are going to win that game. Here's the other thing I think you're thinking if you're the Nets. This is, this, winning one more game in this series, I believe, will be harder than winning four in the next round, which is to say, I like Durant by himself against Atlanta to win four times way more than I like him to win one more game against Milwaukee. And Philly, I believe that Embiid is, I think we're, we're, he's not going to make it. I don't think we're going to see Embiid, if they win this series, which they probably will, but who knows. Um, I, I, I'm i not saying Embiid won't play, but if you get the Embiid that you got the other night, the Nets will beat them more easily. What I'm trying to say is winning one more game in this series, I think – is is the the single biggest obstacle they have to getting to the finals 
And if you get to the finals, now I mean, I think you do get Kyrie back. I mean, you know, a, a turned ankle is a bad injury, but that's another two weeks or so. I think he does come back then. So I do. I think Reggie is right. I, I think it's a bad look to bench your stars, but I think you just, ex- I think you sort of accept that game six is going to be what it's going to be. I like your baseball analogy. That's good. I mean, it has worked for teams in the past. In 2003, the Marlins used Josh Beckett on short rest, and they beat the Yankees at Yankees. That's stadium. the game I'm talking about. And they it won was Jack the game. McKeon. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know they won. But that doesn't mean it was the right thing to do, though. Right. That doesn't mean. Mm-hmm. That's the part that drives me crazy, is that if you hit on 16 against a 5 in blackjack and you win, it doesn't mean it was the right thing to do. You make decisions without knowing the result but of Jack, them. Jack McKeon recognized that his team had series, series momentum, like the Nets have. But momentum in baseball is the next day's starting pitcher. Yes, on three days rest, and in that case, he shoved. He did shove. He did indeed. And he was as good in that series and in that postseason run as anybody ever. When they, that was the year they beat the Cubs, right? They came from 3-1 down. That's that right. was the year of the, the Bartman game and everything else. Indeed. So. Okay, so that's a long time ago, but, 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 but that doesn't mean the manager was right then. Sometimes you do the wrong thing. Look, there's a great expression in golf, my single favorite expression ever, which I believe is attributed to Ben Hogan. Golf and life have this in common. Sometimes you get a good bounce on a bad shot, and sometimes you get a bad bounce on a good shot, but either way, you got to play it where it lies. And that's what life is about. Sometimes you get a bad break when you don't deserve one, Sometimes you get a good break when you don't deserve one. But either way, you live within the confines of the reality of the circumstances. So it doesn't make any difference what you deserve. You, you, you make the best decisions that you can, and then you react in the moment. So I will never believe that that was the right thing to do, even though they won the World Series doing it. I had the same argument with Coach K. Let me take a break. I've got, I got, a, more, I got a million more things I can say about this. Coach K, <laughs> Coach K and I are in his office arguing about a game in which his team won the national championship. That's a true story, and I will tell it to you right after this word from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Oh, we're busy. It's Greening on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. All right, what a morning. I'm so delighted that you are with me here. Uh, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and streaming on ESPN Plus, and the whole hashtag crew is here. And it's just so much fun to have a day like this where we have this, this masterful performance to talk about from last night. It's wonderful to be able to sit back and marvel 
at the greatness of it. This is why we love this stuff in the first place. Kevin Durant really gave us that last night. And, of course, if you're just tuning in and you haven't been around anything lately, there's all kinds of other news in the NBA today. Chris Paul and the COVID protocol. Kawhi Leonard with a knee, not going to play tonight. May not play the rest of that series. So not all the news is good by any means. But I am right now kind of basking in the glow of a magical night. I mean, that's mm. a magical performance from KD. And Bubba, read me that tweet from Reggie Miller again, because this is really interesting. I just told you, if you're the Nets, you're going to lose game six by 100. You're going to lose by 100, no matter what you do. You are playing this series to win in seven. And I had not seen Reggie Miller's tweet. You read it to me, Bubs. He says, I'm just going to throw this out there to see what the responses will be. If you're Steve Nash and the Nets, would you sit James Harden and Kevin Durant in game six because of the heavy minutes tonight? and push all your chips to the center of the table for Game 7. And so my answer is no, but yes. Which is to say it's a bad look to sit them. Like, they're not in street clothes. No. But the minute that game starts getting even remotely away from you, I'm not, I'm not putting them anywhere near the floor. I, I am 100% playing that series to win it in 7. And so we got into this discussion about whether... They, let's put it this way. If they don't play those guys, let's say they did what Reggie is saying. Let's say they don't play them at all. And they lose game seven. People will say Nash did the wrong thing. And those people will be wrong. In life, you make decisions. And then the outcome is the outcome. It doesn't mean the decision was the wrong one. Some, and, and, and the best example of that, the best example of that is blackjack. I can use, almost a, I can use a blackjack analogy for almost anything. If you have 16 and the dealer has a five, and you take a card, you've done the wrong thing. It doesn't matter if you win the hand or not. It does not. Now, there'll be people who will argue with you, well, if, if I win the hand, then I did the right thing. What you need to do is disregard those people immediately and forever because you don't get to make decisions based on what has already happened. In life, you don't get to putt it again. And we use Jack McKeon as the example. Jack McKeon was the manager of the Marlins. I couldn't remember what series it was, but I yelled and screamed about this. And he brings Josh Beckett, ba uh, Josh Beckett back on short rest in, to pitch game six of the 03, 03. World Series mm -hmm. against the Yankees with a 3-2 lead. And it was the wrong thing to do. He threw a shutout. He threw a shutout, but how many pitches did he throw? He had the whole offseason to How long did he go in there? Threw 107 game? pitches. Here's the point. It doesn't matter that it worked out. It, 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 for the purposes of my argument, it was the wrong decision. You can argue whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing to do. What I'm saying is the result isn't what determines if it was the right thing or the wrong thing to do. What determines it is he knows, and he knows his player way better than I do, he knows this guy's going to be great on short rest. It's not going to impact my chances of winning. Okay, I'll live with that. I'll tell you a quick story. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. Duke wins the national championship the year they beat Butler on the shot that Gordon Hayward throws up that doesn't go in. And that play happens because Coach K instructed one of his players to miss a free throw intentionally at the end. So they have a two-point lead. They're shooting a foul shot with, I want to say, like two or three seconds left. I think it was Greg Kubek was the player. I'm not positive on that. And he instructs him to miss it intentionally so that the clock doesn't stop and Butler doesn't have a chance to set up a three-point shot. Instead, that shot by Hayward would have beaten them if it went in. 
He's an inch away from losing the game. And I go on the air the next day, and I'm yelling and screaming that it was the wrong decision. John Calipari, this is Mike and Mike, obviously, back then. John Calipari calls in to yell at me, and he's saying, Greeny, you're, you're complaining about a game in which he won the championship. They won the national championship last night. And I said, Coach, that doesn't mean it was the right thing to do. Fast forward years later, we take Nikki to visit Duke uh, for, and we're on a college tour. Coach K is nice enough to have us by the office. We come in, I sit with him for a little while. He's showing us the championship banners, of which he has many. And I said, that was the one, this one here, that's the one that you had Kubek miss the free throw, whoever it was, missed the free throw intentionally. Brian Zubek. Brian Zubek, sorry. And he said, and he said, yeah. And I said, you know, that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> and we get into an argument, not heated, but we have a legitimate dispute over whether it was right or wrong. Only I could fight him on that. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.